Hello at Seagull Knights community and welcome back to the Roundtable Podcast. We are your hosts, Katherine Getzinger and Michael Overinger and Eddie Wilson. Today we are sitting down with Deputy Brian Ruxtell, Otsego School Resource Officer. Hi, Deputy Brian. How are you doing today? I am great. Thank you, everybody, for having me. I'm pleased to be here. We're pleased to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am married. Um, my wife's name is Jenny, and I have four daughters. I have three grandsons, and two weeks ago today, um, I was gifted with uh, my first granddaughter. So I have four grandchildren. Um, I've been a deputy with the Wood County Sheriff's Office for next month. It will be 34 years. Um, while I've been with the Sheriff's Office, I've worked in corrections, the patrol division. I was on the special response team. Uh, I worked undercover narcotics for a while. And now I am enjoying my ninth year as the Otsego Dare School Resource Officer. Oh, wow. So since you've been here for a while, what does it mean to be a school resource officer? Um, to me, it means everything. Um, with all the, the things that I previously said that I do here or that I've done at the sheriff's office, this is by far the best assignment that I've had. Um, just being the school resource officer, um, just pertaining to the high school, um, I get to uh, build professional relationships with the student students, mentor them, and hopefully that, you know, by my leadership and, and educating them, um, I'll help them to do a, choose to be drug and alcohol free. What does a typical workday look like for you? Uh, normally during school, my workday starts before school um, around 7 a.m. Um, being present at the school, greet the students and staff just by being visible. Um, my patrol car in the parking lot. Um, I like to park my patrol car in different areas um, and just greet the students as they come to and from school. Just, just kind of as a reminder that I'm here just to give them that sense of safety with uh, a lot of negativity going on in the world with uh, different things happening. Um, I just want the students to know that I'm here. You know, my number one priority is for their safety. So normally just before school, I'm just kind of walking around, just letting them know that I'm here, bonding with the kids and greeting them and saying hello to everybody. We also know that you spend time educating students with the D.A.R.E. program, including myself being a graduate, and that was amazing. What exactly is the D.A.R.E. program for the listeners? Uh, the D.A.R.E. program is, um, D.A.R.E. is an acronym for Drug Abuse Resistance Education. Um, my main goal, and I believe all of you have had me in D.A.R.E. class when you were in the elementary grades and then junior high. But um, I basically start with kindergarten. I go in and introduce myself to them. I show them um, probably like a 15 or 17 slide. It's called Who is Deputy Brian? Kind of why I'm here in the school and what I do, even at the kinder kindergarten level. Um, and then my curriculum goes to second grade. I have a four to six week program that I spend with the second graders. And I normally start that along with um, fourth grade, the second semester after Christmas. And third grade, um, I talk to them about rules and laws, choices, decision-making, and just kind of like following the rules for third grade. And then I move on to another D.A.R.E. program for fourth grade, which goes about six weeks. And four weeks of class, two weeks of uh, just bonding with them, team building, just kind of getting to know them a little bit. And then, of course, the fifth week, I'm sorry, the fifth grade is my, my main core, where that is a um, 10-week program, and the teachers give me four extra lessons, sometimes five, for team building and just kind of doing fun stuff with the kids, doing Kahoot and, and things like that. Um, we have a D.A.R.E. movie night. I'm sure a lot of you came to D.A.R.E. movie night back mm -hmm. in the day. So that's just a, a fun reward thing for the kids to do. And then I move on to uh, the junior high, and I do a lot of team building with sixth grade. And then in seventh grade, I have a whole other 12-week program where the seventh graders go through um, a whole curriculum. And there's a lot of team building and educating them, too, about better choices. And that's called keeping it real. 
for the seventh grade. Mm. Oh, you're really booked with just like stuff for the kids, huh? I, I do, um, hopefully. And, and again, the, the, the more I do it, the more they have me. Like my seventh grade class, instead of going in there and talking to the students for the whole 43 or 44 minutes, is what we do is we'll go in there and I'll show like a motivational video and we'll, we'll go around the room sometimes, talk about what they're individually thankful for. And I always tell them, if you, if you have a warm heart and, and you're thankful for some things in your life, it'll help you to make better decisions. So some of my classes may only be 15 or 20 minutes, and we just spend time together. And sometimes we get into discussions where it goes hand in hand with the course where it's called keeping it real. So we can keep it real when they have to deal with the pressures that are put on them sometimes by their peers. That's so sweet. Um Outside of school, do you also work out as a deputy, or is it just here at Otsego? Um, I do. Um, um, I'm still assigned to the Sheriff's Office Road Patrol, which working here at the school is a, a division of that. So when they need me sometimes on weekends and overtime and extra hours, I'll, I'll pick up some extra shifts there. Um, during the summer months, um, I transfer to um, back to road patrol, but it's more of a community policing type thing to where I do bicycle patrol, I do a lot of foot patrol, I kind of hang out in the four villages that represent our school district and community and just continue to build the relationships with the kids during the summer, festivals, county fair, things like that. What would you say are some challenges that come with your job as a deputy? Pro- probably working here in the school is when uh, the students choose wrong, when they decide to make choices that they, they shouldn't do. Um, that's a, a little bit discouraging. I realize that everyone can't be perfect all the time, but I just try and focus and, and get them to, to remember to make those good choices. Um, some other challenges that I deal with is when, when the children get hurt. Um, maybe the junior high student might be involved in a crash or some sort of accident, and then we get into some other issues where we have to you know, deal with the kids, the younger kids, when they get hurt. Um, a lot of times there's like family issues that we get involved with. I realize those are real-life situations, but... Um, I just always want the best for all of our students, and I just don't like it when they go through sad or bad times. This is a little bit more of a deeper question. Can you tell us about your most intense moments or stories throughout your career as a deputy? A lot of things that uh, deputies do is we do um, you know, community policing to where we will get involved in different situations, uh, domestic violence, um, car crashes, you know, p- people breaking the law and doing those. That Those are, you know, my job, it's what I do, but they're they're never necessarily fun, you know, because mm-hmm. a car crash, someone's losing a lot of property, things are happening, um, that there's injuries, possible death that comes with that. And, um, of course, somebody has to do it. It's what I chose to do, but it just makes working in the school so much more different. So you said you help with, like, violence. Do you help with violence inside the schools? Um, yeah, inside the schools, som- sometimes not. It's It's... It's very infrequent, if you will, to where um, we get violence in the school. Um, we, we do get elementary kids and even junior high that, that sometimes will physically touch each other. And, and we can handle a lot of, of that at school discipline with the administration that we have. But when we do get into the older junior high, into the high school, there are some times where we do get um, kids that go hand to hand sometimes. And, and they shouldn't. Now, I, I will note that in my nine years here, that has been ex- extremely low. Um, there has been a few instances over the years, but it, it is very, very low that what we get. And, and hopefully, um, just by being here at the school and having the administration here that we have and the teachers out in the hallway and, and me just being visible in the hall is just a, a reminder that, hey, you know, maybe, maybe we should make those choices while we're here in school. What measures would you say have been put in, in place for our school to be safe? Um, we have a safety plan um, that's uh, approved in um, 
completed through the uh, Board of Education and below. There's a safety plan. Um, we do have the boot system here at the school for safety, um, if ever needed, in uh, that kind of serious event where we had to go into lockdown to, to protect students and staff. We do have the boot system. Um, all the teachers have keys to their their offices. Um, administration has master keys, you know, et cetera, to, to make sure that we're safe when it comes to that. And, of course, there is a, a plan in place through the, the sheriff's office and local law enforcement in case something um, the unthinkable what would ever happen. Going off of like the more touchy subjects, uh, in contrast with the challenges, as we mentioned before, what are some rewards that come with being a deputy? Um, the, the idea of what, when I when I go to the elementary, if it's kindergarten all the way through fifth grade, just the presence of me walking in there, that the kids literally treat me like a rock star. I walk in and, and I and, and, and you guys were in that age group too when you were mm-hmm. there where they have someone like me where I am a deputy, but I'm not a disciplinarian to them. I, I walk in and I spend time with them. Um, I am known for my music over there, my before um, mm-hmm. school parties, um, dance parties, if you will. I take a speaker box outside. I, I, I just try and have a lot of fun with the kids. So that is a, a real good joy, you know, that I have over there. That's very nice. I like your bond with the kids. That's great. I also really like the, the sugar cookies and the Hawaiian punch <laughs> parties that we've had. We, we have had uh, graduates before, and, and I had uh, seniors, and they would jokingly come into the classrooms and, and help me out with fifth grade or seventh grade. And, mm. and I would say, hey, you know, what, what, what do you remember? You know, as a senior, what can you remember about the D.A.R.E. class? And the first thing they would sometimes say is they, they really thought Deputy Brian was cool because, uh, you know, he, he did fun stuff with them. And he passed out sugar cookies and some, you know, like red Kool-Aid or lemonade. And I have to remind him, did you learn anything about drugs or alcohol or, or anything about choices or making good decisions? And, of course, they did. And, you know, mm-hmm. then they share that. But they, they always seem to remember for the, the snack cookies and stuff that I'll give them. But it, it is fun to, to be able to joke and laugh with them. So after everything that you've been through in your career, what motivates you to continue and keep a smile on your face throughout? Probably the rewards. Um, I had a, I had an incident that I, I literally think about every day, and it happened in uh, December of 1998. And it was just one of those those moments that it was it was a changing a career for me, and it's kind of bonded me to where I am today. Where there was a seven seven month old baby, and um, she is alive and well today. But when she was seven months old, she had a seizure in the back seat of her mother's car. Um, down in the southern part of the county. I was on patrol approximately 7.30, 8 o'clock at night on that day, and mom called 911, and her daughter um, quit breathing and was was very blue. And I was literally several hundred feet away dealing with another situation in my patrol car, and I was just literally right place, right time. So um, I responded knowing that the fire department was coming from um, far away. It was going to take them a while to get there, and I was able to walk in the house and the family was in um, some panic and I knew right away that the baby wasn't breathing. So I began CPR and that only, and mouth to mouth, and that only lasted just a short while. And I think I was able to put three breaths into Alyssa and she instantly threw up and got started waking up and had her color back. Moments later, um, well, minutes later, the ambulance showed up and took her to the hospital, transported her to um, a hospital in Toledo, um, either by mobile or by helicopter. And she spent a week and found out that there were some medical issues, um, that she had a seizure of some sort, and, and that caused her to quit breathing. Um, 
I don't tell that story looking for a, a pat on the back type thing, but I look at the relationship that it has built. Um, Alyssa now, I think, is 24 years old, and I know her and her um, boyfriend. She has um, two children now, and we keep in touch regularly. So the idea that I can have that relationship with her, knowing that something so sad happened that I was put on this earth at the right place and right time. So when people ask me, you know, what is the most critical point of your career? I, I always go back to Alyssa Zelensky and whenever I see her and literally saw her at a local restaurant with her and a whole family a week or so ago. And of course, you know, we greet with a hug and say hi to the kids. And, and it's just kind of a, one of those things that just keeps me going to, I, I still have that energy. I still have that drive where I want to come to school and, and, you know, and get other kids to, you know, make good choices and move forward. So, uh, what is your final piece of advice you would like to give the listeners? Um, to continue to make good choices. And, and the biggest thing is just to be kind. If, if we can all just be kind to one another, I, I think it changes the world. I mean, it really does. And, and that's just not a, a cliche that a, a D.A.R.E. officer would say. If, if, if you have a kind heart, it's going to help you to make better choices. And, and it's just going gonna to spread to other people. Mm-hmm. So, just, just to be kind. Deputy Brian, we like to thank you for coming with us and staying here at the round table. Oh, it's my it's, pleasure. Thank you. It's been very great talking to you about all these experiences that you've had. Thank you. I do appreciate all of you. And, and the idea that we've experienced their class years and years ago and I've watched you grow up and now Ross sitting here doing an interview, this is it's very impressive to me. And it just kind of goes with that, that happy part that I have to see all of you growing up. And now we're at a round table talking about me. So it's, it, it's impressive to watch all of you do this as well. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for tuning in to the Roundtable Podcast. Special thanks go out to our digital producer, Owen Henderson, our technology director, Mr. Swartz, and our advisor, Ms. Krupp. Contact us at podcast at otsegonights.org if you have any questions or suggestions about our show. You can follow us on our social media. Our Twitter handle is OHS underscore roundtable. And our Instagram is the same thing, but undercase. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Tell us how we're doing and recommend this podcast to family and friends. See you.